From Orms, this is Orms Air, where we unpack and investigate the compelling questions at the forefront of our creative community's consciousness. Joined by the artists, photographers, and creators brave enough to step up to the mic and join us in discussion. everybody, and welcome to Orms Air, the Orms podcast. Today, in our digital studio, we are joined by content creator and sustainable fashion advocate, Fabrice, or as you may know him, laid-back Fabio. Join us as we discuss the beauty of the age of accessible information, the joys a well-styled outfit can bring, and discover the hidden gems of Cape Town's sustainable fashion movement. We sort of like, we have this this sort of trend on Orm's Air where we start our conversations just sort of talking about our our guests for this episode's um, creative beginnings. So I wanted to ask you, um, what was your sort of first introduction to photography and content creation? So I think they both came like a bit together. Mm-hmm. But I'd say introduction into photography is because I actually studied Conservation, nature conservation. Oh, wow. That was my um, sort of, that, yeah, that's what I, when I left high school, that's yeah. what I first went into. And um, obviously, in, when you're dealing with a lot of, like, of nature um, and you go out a lot um, and bird watching a lot, mm. um, you, 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 you see a lot of photographers and you see a lot of like newspaper articles and like National Geographic. It's a lot of, you see a lot of like, like wow, amazing animal yeah. shots and, um, that's when I, I first started like seeing like the, the art of photography and I was and I started to like appreciate it. And then like uh, sort of two or three years in it, I started um, doing a lot of social media influencing, like micro influencing. Yeah. Um and then I thought of like sort of marrying the two because like on one hand you have the wildlife side and then all of the photography elements that come with that. Mm-hmm. And then like I'm also Having a little side um, sort of project, uploading photos on, on on the internet and all of that, yeah. and so I thought, okay, why not marry the two? And then I started getting into like photography, and yeah, basically going and like after maybe like a year or two, then I decided, okay, cool, I literally I fell, I fell in love with photography. Mm. I want to yeah, see where this goes. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting that you you studied um, conservation. It's I mean. Mm. I wouldn't say it's so far removed from where you are now, because I mean, if you think about it, like mm. maybe not nature, but conservation in the in the idea of sort mm. of shopping a lot of vintage and previously loved items, which we'll sort of touch on later. Mm. Um, but that's really interesting. Mm. So, did you did you have any any formal training in photography, or did you just sort of learn as you went? No, I didn't have any wow. formal training or anything like that. Um, basically, there was. A few photographer friends that I knew, yeah, um, and then a few influencer friends, like actual like content creators, I stood yeah. up to, and then I literally just shadowed them a couple of times, and I wanted to learn like because at that time I like I thought of these guys as like such like you know, yeah, like, almost like put them in this on this big pedestal, and yeah. like, I was really admiring them, and so like yeah, I was just following them, and I decided to like tag along the sh- the shoot that they had. And then, um, yeah, then I basically 
sort of segued and learned a, a, a few tricks that they had. Mm-hmm. And then I went to um, did a few uh, online courses and my, myself, I started doing a bit of projects. Um, it's not that difficult um, when you're already content creating to, yeah. to add photography to it um, as opposed to like, for example, if I was like a chef and yeah. then all of a sudden I want to go into photography, it's a bit more difficult. Um, so yeah, that's when I started like learning with the photographers that I knew mm-hmm. and that's how I sort of married yeah, the two and I didn't have any like formal photography training or like I didn't go to like a school or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. I love, uh, but I love, I love that. That like, and I think we are we're in this beautiful yeah. space at the moment where uh, we sort of call mm. it like the YouTube school of life, where you can learn, you can yeah. learn everything, and you can almost like encourage your passions and sort of grow, grow your own. Um, <clears throat> what is the word that I'm looking for? Your own understanding. That's the word I'm looking for of like the yeah. art and the craft it, of what photography is. Like, because I'm actually like the, uh, exactly what you said. Because yeah. If we didn't have the space right now, I wouldn't have perhaps even gone into photography. And I, and I think a lot of people that I know as well that are mm. in photography, they never had like your traditional formal training. And if it wasn't for all of these other things, like these media platforms for us to see, there's like yeah. a lot of photography, like it's a, the stifling of so much talent that's now arisen. Yeah. So like I'm all for, yeah, like people get, getting the access to their own sort of avenues into mm. getting into things that they actually like, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Can we sort of talk about your your Instagram for a bit? Because um, I must just also tell you that um, obviously we're not in the office at the moment due to um, sort of social mm-hmm. distancing and keeping everybody safe. But we have been um, yeah. at the marketing team, which is where I'm from in, in Orms, um, we've been sending your mm-hmm. your Instagram profile around the office, and everyone's just been like sort of scrolling <laughs> through it and drooling. Um, and obviously, I'm talking about your Instagram, Laid Back Fabio, um, which is a great name, by mm-hmm. the way. So obviously, you feature in a lot of your your Instagram photos. But we wanted to mm-hmm. find out who's generally behind the camera, or are you sort of um, a one man shooting show and shooting a lot of self portraits? You know, Ari, it's very simple. I just have a sister. Mm-hmm. She takes. I'd say if it's not a photo of myself, yeah, um, it's like nine times out of ten my sister took it, and I take her photos as well. Yeah. So it's like scratch my back, I scratch yours. <laughs> so that's really cool <laughs> because a lot of campaigns that we work on, mm-hmm. we shoot them the campaigns together. So it's convenient. I like I don't have to like pay anyone to do so. Or, yeah. Like it's really, really yeah, it's awesome. Like I just have my sister to go shoot, and then yeah. That's, yeah, so that's why we like always featuring each other, yeah. and yeah, we basically take each other's photos. Yeah, that is really cool. It's nice. It's nice that you have a um, a sibling who's who's as passionate and like sort of visual based or visual focused as you are. Mm. Yeah, when you have a sibling, you can never you almost never fall out because sometimes you have a friend and you might fall out. Yeah. Some people like they, they have like a boyfriend taking their photos and you might fall out, and you, you know. You need to find a new photographer, but like yeah. just sibling, like you're always mm-hmm. going to like have the person around, you know. Yeah. So it's that's also like very reassuring as well. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Let's talk about. I want to jump. I want to jump ahead a little bit and sort of talk about because now we've spoken about Celestine and your guys' relationship mm-hmm. with one another. Um, but yeah. you, so you guys have a, a a photography business together, and please correct me if I say this yeah. wrong. Is it Viziona? 
Viziona photography or Vision A? 100%. Viziona. Yeah. Yes, right. No, no. <laughs> Viziona, yeah. But so, cool, you got my name right and the photography website, guys. That's two things people always butcher, but it's cool. Yeah. Tick, Rachel. Tick. <laughs> um, also, you guys have yeah. possibly the coolest names in existence, Celestine and Fabrice. Oh. I mean, they're pretty <laughs> dope. Cool. We've sort of touched on working with a sibling, but are there any like sort of unique challenges that come along with working with your your sister as your partner? Honestly, the only I'd say that there's the, but it's not a sister because like yeah, okay, my main challenge that I have with working with a sister is just she takes like two three hours to get ready, um, <laughs> for a shoot. Yeah. So it's not to say like it's my sister, but it's just like that's the challenge I think when you're working with someone that like. Yeah. Makeup and all of that, and so like I'll be ready, and then like I'll be just chilling, and then it's like we have like to go like now. Like the, the sun is about to set, and all of that. Yeah. So the sun is about to rise, and you need to go. But then she's like, like putting on makeup and stuff, and so that's the only like the biggest challenge. Other than that, I really don't know of any other challenges. Yeah, not challenges actually. Your offering on your website, which we'll link in the in the show notes to this, so you guys can go and have a look. You do portrait sessions and you do weddings and you do family shoots and you do fashion shoots. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of different sort of spaces that you you offer um, services in. But is there yeah. a, sp- a particular yeah. genre of photography that you enjoy most? And are is there one that you find a little bit more challenging and sort of shy away from? In terms of like genre that I like the most, mm. you know, I, I like capturing, you know moments that are you know someone will look back on it and be like just like smile or, or you know like just be like you know they get a warm fuzzy feeling yeah so right now i think wedding weddings um is something that i'm really enjoying it is a bit fast paced and it is like you know especially if you're new into the into it like it's a lot it's very challenging yeah because i always say like if you're doing wedding weddings like you're a portrait photographer you're a lifestyle photographer you're a product photographer like all in one yeah sitting yeah, I think that's my favorite. And then my thing that I stay away from is um, like newborn shots and like shooting with a lot of like younger, like kids and mm-hmm. yeah, newborn photography. We don't do a lot of newborn photography. Yeah, just because a lot of taking consideration when you shoot, you know, newborn, yeah. a lot of like legalities as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just don't, yeah, I don't have the experience. And it's not something like, yeah, I would, yeah, I think it's it's, a, it's an art form that I need to like research more before like, I get into it or like yeah. say, okay, I want to do it. Yeah, and I'd rather also like sort of not perfect, but I'd rather like want to get really really good at one sort of mm-hmm. um, form of photography, and then um, in the future like sort of trickle into all the like different types of streams. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I hear you. I love that you've um, you've pointed out wedding photography as one of your favorites because I can't I can't even imagine the pressure um, that you as a photographer must feel on that day because you know like mm. one thing goes wrong and that's a whole mm. yo a lot. It's great when you not intrusive. You know you did a good job in my opinion. Like when you very like they didn't. They didn't have any complaint about you. Mm-hmm. And you know you could. Like, they, you, they, they didn't see... You know, a lot of people, like, want to show, like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, Superman, and I'm going to yeah. be doing things, and, you know, all, all of those, like, superhero shots and all of that. 
But yeah. I think like when you are very subtle mm. and then that is like, you know, you did a good job because they didn't complain about you and they didn't do anything about it. They just like knew you were there and you did your job. And I, I think that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Then like, you know, trying to do like you stick shots or like shooting and inconveniencing people and all yeah. of that. Like I, other people do it and it's great, but like, I don't think I'm that person yet. Or, yeah. Yeah, no, completely. You want to like, you want to make, yeah. like you said, um, give people those those beautiful moments to remember, but yeah. you don't want to be in the moment. I don't be, yeah, I don't want to be yeah. the person. Yeah, yeah. I, I want the focus to everything to be on the bride and the groom and everybody else just to have a yeah a good memory. Yeah, it's quite an art form, hey. Like the, just just being a fly on the wall. I can't. I can imagine it must be mm. quite difficult and yeah. challenging. So you've been you've been quite outspoken about the fact that you love Canon. So mm-hmm. what uh, what gear do you use to capture yeah. your images? Um, so yeah, right now. So firstly, like the whole Canon aspect, I like mm. sort of because I have been using Canon. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm always going to have a certain affinity towards it. Yeah. But like lately, actually, I've been you know all of the other. There's no like one good. This is the best brand, and yeah. every other brand is crap. Like it's just. Canon is nice, Sony is nice, Nikon is nice. Everything is great, yeah. and like you just if, once you've got into your system and all of that, be happy with that. But like, yeah, like I don't try to say like I'm a Canon fan or something like that. <laughs> but Canon is great though; yeah. it's, it's awesome. Uh, I love shooting with Canon. So, um, so when I shoot, um, I'm mostly shooting with a Canon 77D, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, I will. If there has to be like a requirement for a certain shoot, then I'll go to hire it up, obviously. Um, yeah. And then I'll either hear, if, I'm, if it's going to be like, for example, a shoot in Cape Town, then I'll probably go like the home Cape Town. If it's like in front shoot, Stellenbosch side, then I go, okay, cool. On the way, like this last weekend, I just like before going to front shoot, I popped into home and then I went to front shoot. And then I hired out um, because I, it was like a, family shoot mm. and then I knew there's going to be um it's gonna be a sponge shoot so there's gonna be those nice like vineyards and all of that so I wanted to get some really really wide shots. Yeah. So yeah like I'll high out a sixteen to thirty five. Um but I have like a fifty mil have an eighty mil and yeah more portrait based um yeah. lenses. So yeah and then when I need to shoot wide then I'll just need to high out a lens. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm actually saving up for my next purchase, which is the 16 to 35. Yeah. And I'm definitely saving up for that. Yeah. Just to get this wide. And it's also good for YouTube as well. Yeah. Just to get this wide field of view. Yeah. That is like what I'm working towards. But mm. yeah, like for me, I always, I'm very upfront with like the gear that I have. Like if you, if you ever like on Instagram or whatnot, ask about, um, what gear that I use, what gear that I use, I mean, I'll always be honest about it. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's very cliche, but like the gear, like you'll be surprised to see some shots, how they come out mm-hmm. um, with like very simple gear. So I think it's a lot more to do with like your composition, your lighting yeah. and all of the, like the artist side to it because there's been lots of times when I've hit up my friend and like, oh my gosh, what, 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 what lens do you use? What, what camera did you use? And it's like, I use the, Nifty 50, 1.8. And I was like, 
are you crazy? Like I could never imagine myself with the same lens shooting that picture, but mm-hmm. they just got all the other elements like, perfect. And that is what I'm like literally going, like what I'm being like obsessing about, like just getting the more of the, the composition and your lighting and your framing, yeah. all of that. Just I want to get that like sort of hone in the that element, yeah. No, completely. I mean, uh, we. I mean, I think we've had this conversation so many times on Orm's Air, where mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent correct what you're saying. It's not about the gear that you're using. Like you could have the fanciest camera in existence, and you could still take awful photos because it's not about the gear. It's about the eye, right? It's about the photographer mm-hmm. behind the image, creating that image in his like mm-hmm. in there. Sorry, in their mental yeah. sort of like, you know. It's yeah. It's definitely mm. about you as the photographer rather than the camera that's capturing the image. Yeah, definitely. Like there's even some people that I see like use some, like, you know, the, the newest iPhones and stuff. Yeah, they should very good, like especially wide. And then you just look at them, and sometimes you like, especially like the non-portrait um, images. Mm-hmm. You can think they they use like some like a decent mirrorless DSL yeah. or something like that. But then you tell, they tell you, okay, no, no, no. I just shot it this time. I used these settings, and I yeah, just got it's more like the way you standing and all yeah, of those things. And then yeah, I, I really respect the art that art form of just getting all the other ducks in a row before yeah. like obsessing. In the beginning, I was obsessing with that girl a lot, mm. um, and I was like, I got a body, and I was like, no, this body's not good enough. And then I sold it, and then I got a new one, and then I was like. No, I swapped it, and then I just like fine. I'll just rather focus on the other elements, and then mm. become um, worry about the gear sort of on the later stage. Yeah. yeah, but I love I love that uh, what yeah. you just said the um, the actual art form behind it because I think it's so easy to forget yeah. that like the art the art side of photography is that entire setup that mm. visualization that mm. understanding of how things work and how they'll look and how the lighting will affect it. And, yeah. Mm, definitely, because I don't know if like there's been the the whole war now that Canon R five and six just released, yeah. and then the Sony A seven is I mean O seven is Mark three. Yep. And then like everybody's gone like one like form like this battalion and this war and these people are arguing and this that and the other and I'm like both are awesome they're like super great cameras yeah. each like you shouldn't be complaining about it because like. They just sound great. Like you shouldn't be complaining really about the cameras. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm more indifferent to it. I was just like in the back seat. I was yeah. like, they both cam- look great cameras. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting yeah. though, and people people are so funny about that because you also get the whole school of thought that if you if you take images on a cell phone, you're not a photographer, or if you're shooting, you know what I mean? Like that, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But there is a whole school yeah. of thought that that is very in line with that. Some of mm. the best images that I see, some, not some of the best, but like a lot of the good images yeah. that I see are taken of photographers. And like, there's one person that I'm following on Instagram. I don't even think she has a professional camera, but all of her shots are, you know, like very mystical. So it's like mm. she'll take shots of herself, like portraits, but like, of like her reflections on the walls, or like at the beach, she'll take like a, a mirror and take a shot of the. It's just like so creative. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is. I just want to like show that to everyone, but some people won't say she's a photographer because she doesn't have uh, this lens and that mm. camera. But for me, she's just like 
amazing. She just blows my mind every time she takes photographs. Yeah. What's her? I'd love. I'd love to include her in the show notes. What do you? What's her handle? Do you know? <sighs> Top of your head. I, will, I, can, I can email you the, 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 the handle. Okay, cool. It's very like complicated, okay. but I'll email, you, I'll email you that. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to yeah. give her a shout out because I love that. And I think it's, the, mm. this, it's almost like the separation between the understanding of what art is and where art and photography meets and then what photography mm. is if you like in that sort of mm. technical yeah. understanding. Yeah. Because I consider her as an artist. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But then are photographers artists at the same time? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I'd say, yeah, photography is an art form, like, hands down. Like, some, sometimes you look at an image and you just, like, okay, I'll preface this by saying, like, yeah. I first, like, a year ago, I watched some photographers and they were saying, like, they would see images and it would make them emotional and almost put a, put a tear to their eyes yeah. and all of that. And I thought it was, like, very cliche. But then, after doing it, like, but after it seems like very, very good work, it literally makes you almost emotional looking at the image or looking at the painting or looking, well, not the painting, but looking at the image yeah. or going through a feed and you're just like, wow, like, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And then like, now, like there's a lot of photographers I look at their work and I'm just like blown away and I'm just like even getting emotional um, looking at their, their work. Um, so yeah, they're definitely artists in my opinion. Um, even a lot of Cape Town based guys are very very good yeah there's a lot of a lot of talent and i love i love um i love it when you discover somebody and you're like oh my gosh everybody needs to know about this person that's that's the greatest the greatest but i think it's also like it's one of those things where we we um we almost can't pass this without saying like support local artists support local talent like yeah amplify that and show everybody how much talent there is within our community yeah. because i mean we are a community a community of creatives and i think it's important to support one another mm. it really is um yeah I'm, I'm actually making i made a shot of video like a week ago mm-hmm. still in the editing phase just sharing like or um showcasing my favorite um artists or photographers that are in cape town oh that's cool yeah um that yeah that i feel like the more people should see or people should see um, so it's not like the really, really famous ones, but yeah. it's more like the ones that are, I just feel like are very underrated. And mm. yeah, if it's, they're more photographers than, than influencers. So mm. yeah, I recently made one of that because I really I agree with you. I, I feel like they should be, a lot of people should be just yeah. supporting each other. Supporting know? each other, exactly. Yeah. Especially in these times, mm. you know, because it's so, it's so difficult. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break and hydrate. But while we do that, you can help us make our creative community bigger by spreading the word and sharing Orm's Air with your community. We'd love to have you join the discussion and make your voice heard by DMing, inboxing, tweeting, emailing, or even carrier pigeoning your most burning creative thoughts, questions, and wanderings. Go on. You know you want to. I'm going to pop back over onto our, our chat regarding your Instagram. Um... And the sort of idea of sharing the, not, I don't want to say the technical aspects, but sort of like the, the behind the scenes things. Um, so you, obviously I'm talking yeah. about this, the IGTV video that you made um, where you explained how you edit your images on Adobe Lightroom mobile, which is, again, we're touching on the, the mm-hmm. idea of mobile being a, like a prevalent sort of, 
creative tool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that mm. editing your images on a smartphone rather than a laptop or a desktop has become like a bigger trend um, amongst content creators and micro-influencers in recent years? Definitely, mm. definitely. Um, so two years back, yeah. I watched um, a video on YouTube of Peter McKinnon. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sure you know yeah, Peter yeah. McKinnon. Um, and then he, he, he was raving about um, this, yeah, Adobe Lightroom, and then Adobe Lightroom Mobile. Yeah. Because I didn't know that they had a mobile app. I, and then I think like a year since that, it, it like went on millions of views. And right mm-hmm. now, there's like, if you type that on, like, uh, edit, I edit my, like back then, if you typed in I, um, how to edit on Adobe Mobile, you'd get like one view, uh, one video, which is his and maybe another person. Right now, type in how I edit my photos yeah. without saying anything the Adobe Mobile would come up like I'd say five of the ten um, searches will come up so yeah. this goes to show a lot of people are editing way more on their phones right now so it's picking up a lot and I I, I wouldn't say like if you have client work I don't mm-hmm. think it's obviously like the best to edit on a mobile because mm-hmm. I don't even know how you can because like if you have like a thousand images and then you must yeah it's, it's a mess so <laughs> obviously for client work you have to edit on a, on a, a laptop yeah have the normal Adobe um you know classics but for my Instagram because like I take photos and like if I post a picture if I do a shoot this weekend mm-hmm. some of the photos that I'm going to be using I'm only going to be using in the future. Some of them I'm going to be using like right today. Mm-hmm. So I can't put it on my, I can't edit everything like on the go. Yeah. So I'll just have my, um, yeah, my mobile, drop it in the mobile and just edit it from there. So it's super fast. I can edit like in 30, 35 minutes yeah. and then it's done. And then, yeah, it's online. So I think it's the mobile, Adobe mobile is like, it's awesome if you, especially for content creators that are need to edit very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you want to be posting like once a day, so it's great for that. Um, but also the other side, it's also picking up quite a bit out there. Yeah. And I also feel like it's so it's so important to have something that's accessible to everybody. I mean, predominantly, like all of us. I don't want to say all of us because I feel like that's a, a vast generalization. But most most people have access to a smartphone with you know a phone with a camera on it that they can then use to create like incredible images. And again. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah it's a really beautiful space i still i still yeah and i still think it's like you know when something is so good that it's like you you you, it's like too good too good to be true yeah because like you can almost do 99 like 90 percent of the work you could do on your laptop Mm -hmm. you can do on the on your phone it's like i'm like why why isn't everybody using it um so i still think like yeah i mean i really thank adobe for giving but obviously, like if you want to unlock the features, like certain features, yeah. you have to like pay subscriptions. But even that is not that much. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, like an awesome, awesome, awesome month. Um, awesome tool. Yeah, pro, um, software. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Yeah. And again, also just making it it easier and more, um, and giving giving more people the ability to to create and sort of yeah. like express their their artistic sides, which is great. And they have like cool like presets now, like like distortion presets. Mm. So like if you take like with a wide shot from a 
iPhone 10, for example, they'll have like a in the distortion um, tab, they'll be like, okay, if you shoot on the wide lens, you can click it and it rectifies it specifically for the iPhone 10 or iPhone 11 or S7. For all of these smart, yeah, all of these smartphones that you have, yeah. there will be like specific um, camera distortion presets in the app. So again, it's just super cool. And yeah, I think it's an awesome, awesome piece of yeah. software. And guys, I'll, mm. I will find a link for um, the Adobe Lightroom mobile app um, that I'll put in the show notes. Obviously, I cannot sh- link to everybody's um, sort of operating systems, but we'll find some good ones for you guys so you guys can get on mobile editing as well. Mm-hmm. Fabrice, back to your, your Instagram. So besides the, the beautiful imagery that you, you share on, your, on this platform, you also sort of have mastered the art of coming up with a very nonchalant sort of quippy um, Instagram captions. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because it, it shows us like this great side of your personality. And I think that's so important on that platform, that connection. Mm. Um, but so how do mm-hmm. you, how do you come up with your captions? Do you, do you sort of sit and schedule everything and like mass produce them? Or do you come up with them on the spot sort of how you're feeling at the moment? It's actually funny you say that because mm-hmm. I always think my captions like, are so like afterthought and like yeah. I just I don't know like I, I don't I think that are kind of like, average like you know I don't pay too much attention into it and like a lot of the times I'm like trying to find a caption so then I will go on maybe look at on Pinterest you know there's like mm-hmm. Pinterest, literally on Pinterest you can see caption ideas and stuff like that but then I realized like captions are not that it's not that um shouldn't be that technical yeah you shouldn't be looking to go to some place to get it um so the captions that work for me the best are just the like most random thoughts that i have in my mind or the most like if i say cool quote somewhere or something that i've just been maybe thinking about or like play on a play on a little quote or something yeah. like it's just very spur of the moment thing which i think is i think is really cool especially because mm-hmm. the people that i've like I think have nice comments of it's a personality that it comes to. Yeah. So their personality um brings out the certain comments that they will have a caption. Sorry, yeah, yeah I mean caption. So they'll have a caption based off their personality and that is like what you could I think is the key. Just be like yourself, you know, it's very cliche, but just be yeah. yourself and I think that is the best way. Because you can have the best caption Mm-hmm. You see the base caption, but it doesn't work on you. It doesn't work with the personality, like yeah. at all. Like the saying that doesn't work with your personality. It's all about yeah, finding your voice that you want, and then just I don't know, finding be a very like um, nonchalant about it. Yeah, like, I think it's not like a process or anything like okay. that. So it's sort of it's just it's mm. just off the top of your head. Yeah, it's not like a, a, a strategy. Um, mm. There is a strategy. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I would like I would like to see the strategy, but I think yeah, sometimes if you just speak with the you know, whatever comes to mind, I think. Yeah. Um it sometimes be yeah, cool. Yeah. But it's also like I think mm. you, you sort of touched on this um perfectly. Um it's all about showing your personality and that, that community that forms around mm. you, like your following and the people mm-hmm. that engage with your stuff and who like your images and who come back for more. You know, they are they are almost discovering mm. you through your images and your captions. And I suppose that goes hand in hand. Like 
you can't meet mm. somebody in real life mm-hmm. you're going to learn as much as you can from them about them through their sort of like what they're sharing and the life that they're curating because i mean essentially we get down to mm. it, that's what instagram is it's this curation of like this peek into your life or to your reality and your work exactly. and yeah Exactly, yeah, 100%. Mm. We can't mention your Instagram without talking about the outfits and the styling and the all-round fashion sense mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, that, yeah, that personally I love and I'm obsessed with. Um, so you sort of seem to gravitate, I mean, even now, like this outfit, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, I mean, our, obviously our listeners can't see you right now, so it's, it's really not a treat for anybody but me. Um, but you sort of seem to gravitate towards like a kind of 90s inspired, like hypebeast streetwear look. Mm. Um, what about these styles? Mm. What is it about the styles, these styles, like this ma- mix mash, mish mash of styles that sort of attracts you to them? Okay, I was going to say, I love that jacket, by the way. That's like retro. Thank you. All right, of my early, you know. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just, I love everything um, about, I don't know, the 90s. Mm. It's just like, I think. Um, the play of colors that they had and mm-hmm. stuff, um, it's just so, I don't know, it's so refreshing. Yeah. Because back in like, back when, back in the day, I used to think like the 90s, like they didn't have any, like I didn't used to admire it. I used to think of it like, oh, okay, just any other period. But like 90s and retro and all of that, it's just like for me, it's just, I don't know, I absolutely love it. I don't, I can't point my finger mm-hmm. like towards like this is the reason why but um i just i, I just love it and also why I, I like the vintage look is because a lot of vintage stores um you're supporting vintage stores and like you it's it's um the whole fast fashion uh, um yeah. sort of uh debate people are having like you you use essentially just doing your part to lessen your carbon footprint by getting mm-hmm. clothes that has been um, previously styled by and worn by other people. So, like, you are playing a, a bigger part, you know, if you want to lower your carbon footprint and want to be part of, like, because I was from conservation. Yeah. So I, I like the idea of buying things that are, you know, sustainable in a way. Um, and the fact that also, like, there's such quality clothing, like, I don't know what they were mm-hmm. using materials back in the day, but it's such good quality. Um, so all of those little, like the fact that I like it, the mm-hmm. fact that it's saving the planet, and the fact that it looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's like a triple win for me. And like, you, you, it's more affordable a lot of the times than mm-hmm. if you buy, like, you know, the latest trending things as well. So it's like, yeah, so many positives. No, yeah, completely. And also, I just, I mean, uh, as somebody who... Um, so I really I agree with everything that you just said about fast fashion and supporting sustainability and again like this idea of reusing and recycling. It's incredible mm-hmm. when you go into a vintage store. I can imagine it's probably a little bit different different um, for depending on what you're looking for. But the the idea mm-hmm. of like you're almost like treasure hunting. You know what I mean? Like you have to dig through so many things and like try on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, shopping becomes a mm-hmm. whole different experience. It's like a whole day. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And like you buy certain pieces that you you likely be the only person that you know in your town to have with. Yeah. Um, and that again, if you want to have like that sense of individuality that mm-hmm. you create, if you just go like the vintage store and all of that, you will like buy um, 
clothes that are more you know old school um you'll be that person that will you, that jacket will or that pants will reflect a, a certain style that no no other clothing retail can yeah. so i think that also is yeah it's another great thing like just a sense yeah. of individuality yeah you're you're uh, directing your own sort of like fashion vision that's what's so great about um cape town sorry like it's yeah. just a lot of people in cape town and like obs and you know these places they you see them and like they just so i was in a vintage store yesterday and this guy walked in and then i was just like wow honestly he had this like a retro like blazer and then had yellow shoes and like high-waisted jeans and i was like dude you know like honestly i give take off my hat to you yeah. um and everybody that walks around like that side you just like Every time you just see them, you're like, wow, great, great. Um, which I haven't seen anywhere um, else that I've traveled. Uh, so I, yeah, Cape Town, I think, is very good yeah. um, in that sense. I mean, as a uh, Cape Townian, I'm, I'm just going to fa- emphatically agree with you <laughs> on that. We are just so cool. <laughs> so um, how do you go about putting together an outfit for a photo shoot? The way I go about um, shooting outfit shots, I'm, I normally here at um, a store. Yeah. And I say, hey, can I um, take some pictures in your in your clothing, and then I'll tag you guys, and you can build a sort of relationship like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, it'll be cool; like we'll be very keen on it. Um, so you get like, like lots of uh, vintage stores because I love like old school. I only majority go to like vintage stores, mm-hmm. and then at the vintage store, I'll be like, I'll, I'll search through clothing and clothing that's like you know, matches. So I'm like tonal colors. Oh wow. Um, and it's like changing. So if you see like a blue jacket, maybe you want to get like a blue pants and a sort of turquoise t-shirt mm-hmm. and, and maybe like have some weird, odd, you know, teal socks. Yeah. And that look will like be awesome. Um, or like browns, I know also good greens, all of that. So that's normally the process. Um, if it's like a, a brand that's sending you like, hey, this is our clothing, um, then I will try my best to make the clothing match in some shape, some form. Yeah. So if they give you, for example, like a pink pink jacket, maybe get like a pink shirt or pink socks or just something that you should like match with it and just play with the colors like that. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's how I go about it. Um, I also like very oversized things. So mm-hmm. that's like, I tend to think of like how the look will look from the top down. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. And have you, do you, I feel like this is like this, this like understanding and knowledge of how fashion and um, the like visual identity that you can create for yourself through clothing. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. it, it's like this really natural like mesh between that and understanding how to make an image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you, mm-hmm. have you always this just, have you always had like a passion for, um, oh, I don't want to say passion for fashion. But have you always have you always had a passion for fashion? <laughs> Has that always just been a thing in your life? So I think like my sister mm-hmm. actually started fashion design, so okay, she yeah. influenced me a lot in that sense. Yeah, and um, also, yeah, I think I think fashion is just a form of expression, and I think mm-hmm. that expression is the is the I don't know like it's one of the reasons to be like you know mm-hmm. alive in yeah. a sense because like. I always feel like if you have like a weird hairstyle you want to do, just do it. If you have like want to have piercing or a tattoo or something, something that fits you, like that makes you unique or 
mm-hmm. I don't know, have a talking point about you, anything that like, you know, want to break you out of a typical mold that you have, actually go for it. I think fashion can, can be that. Like if you, perhaps you don't want to get any um, tattoos or you don't want to yeah. dye hair or you don't want to do anything, wear something quirky, wear something like that shouts or that will get people talking or, I don't know, just do something that will, perhaps to the people talking, just to make you feel like, uh, I don't know, like individual. Yeah. Um, that is why I, I, I think, you know, my passion comes in because it's just a, some form of like expression that you can't have. Other people might find dance or like singing, or, you know, um, fashion could be another way just to express yourself, which is, yeah. which is great. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I fully agree with you there. And there's, there's nothing better than um, putting on an outfit and feeling like, you know, that, that yeah. like aha moment. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Even if, even if you like nobody else watches, sees you or whatever, but like if you feel great, honestly, that is, that is like one of the best feelings. Mm-hmm. If you just feel like, oh, okay, cool, I look, I look snappy. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else says or anything like that. You yourself have that like inner, exactly. you know, yeah, in the flame that you have. So yeah. Yeah. I think this is something that we've yeah. we've also like almost all experienced during lockdown because it's so especially those of us who are working from home, you know, doing this sort of daily grind, um, that that like yeah. that want to almost stay in your pajamas all day and like be not I'm not saying yeah. don't be comfortable, but the mm. the life changing moment of putting on like your favorite jacket or your favorite dress or whatever it may be, like it mm-hmm. really can change your day. Okay. Yeah. Before we continue unpacking this topic, we would like to give a big thank you to Orms, without whom this wonderful podcast would not be possible. Orms is a cornerstone of the creative community in South Africa, offering industry-leading support, the latest gear, and world-class display options to photographers, artists, and visual creators, both locally and internationally. As always, you can find out everything you need to know by visiting ormsdirect.co.za. The link can also be found in the show notes for this episode. Now let's get back to the discussion. So over the over the last few months, um, you've been featured in a lot of um, seriously cool campaigns um, for Mr. Price and mm-hmm. like for The Fix. Can you share a bit about how you became involved in those campaigns and like what the experience was like? I'm very transparent when people ask me, like I get a lot of people that DM me and ask me like, yo, how yeah. did I get like with Mr. Price? And, you know, how do you get to work with um, X, Y, and Z? And for me, like, I'm very, trans- like, I will, if you have a question to ask, and you will just ask me. So I'm really, I don't, because a lot of people tend to like, because I'm working with this brand, mm-hmm. I, I want to keep it secretive and whatnot. But for me, the brand is okay with it. I, I don't really mind. So I really got into working with like, all of those brands, even brands from the U.S., like, yeah. they just all, like, I'd say, like, 70% of the time, they contact me via email or via a DM. Mm-hmm. So, right now, I don't know what's going, like, what's going on, like, with, um, maybe it's lockdown, but, yeah. like, a lot of brands have contacted me, like, in the past, I think, like, months, like, four brands have, con- like, contacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's all via email. And then, yeah, they just look at your feed um, and they see the sort of the style that you have and, mm-hmm. like, the consistency. Because I think consistency is what they're looking for. Yeah. And then they'll they will contact you. But also, 
approach as well. Yeah. Approach lots of bands. Because um, I have been fortunate to like be DM'd by like, Surprise Speak and all of the other bands that I've worked with. But I've also DM'd a lot of other people mm-hmm. as well. Like, I, like there's times where, like, not DM'd, like emails like, for collaborations. Yeah, like, yeah. There's times like I email like 20 people and like two reply or like one reply. Mm. So it's going to be like, you know, right? Like, like a, almost like a Rottweiler or Pitbull. Just yeah. Keep on just keep it. Ashling these companies. Yeah. 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 But if you want to, if you want to like say, okay, fine, I want to work with these companies. Um, just make sure you're pretty consistent. That is it. Yeah. Have a consistent theme. Post consistently. Um, engage with your people that you have consistently. And then, then I'm sure companies will, like will brands will come, um, you know, knocking mm. on the door. Yeah. Mm. I love, I love that you've got to put yourself out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, always, yeah, just be like, say, like, perhaps in your in your bio, be like, yo, um, if you want to work with me, DM me. You know, be very uh, like approachable, and then definitely people will, um, will come to you. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very, actually, yeah, very cool. Like, yeah, actually. So we we sort of touched earlier on. Um, a few of the the vintage sort of and secondhand places that you go to, and obviously um, we're locals together in Cape Town, um, so we're gonna. I think we're <laughs> just gonna talk exclusively Cape Town, unless you unless you know of any sort of other other spaces in which to purchase from. Um, but a lot of your <laughs> clothing pieces um, that you feature on your Instagram come from. And I mean, these are, I feel like these used to be hidden gems that no one knew about. And now it's just mm. like crazy. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but vintage mm-hmm. stores like Bang Bang Vintage Market, Just Your Luck, Dreamland, mm-hmm. you know, all of the the sort of obs-based mm-hmm. um, spaces. Um, but are there mm-hmm. any, I'm, I'm asking this very much for myself as well. Um, are there any sort of hidden mm-hmm. hidden shops that you would recommend Um maybe like somewhere that you found something really cool or somewhere that people don't really know about? There is, like, there's this place, I don't know how, what they, how much revenue that they make mm. or anything like that, but it's just, it's, they, they clothes are ridiculously affordable. So mm. I don't know like, why they're so um, affordable for the quality that they have. Like they have, some pieces are very, very quality. The place called Coats for Africa. Oh, I think I there's one in Cape Town. Yeah, in and Weinberg. Yeah, yeah, you can get... And there's one in Weinberg yeah. Yeah, as well. Is You can get such quality coats and like winter apparel mm. at, the, at at Coats for Africa. It's really like... It's like I don't know why a lot of, not a lot of people um, recommend that. Um, and... There's also a place, like, if you want to be more designer, for example, mm. if you want a bit of, like, you know, um, maybe Dolce & Gabbana or, you know, a bit more designer, like, second-hand, second-hand, um, there's a place called, I think, Stick & Take. Yes, there used to be one in Long Street, but now it's moved. Um, there's one in Seapoint as well. Okay. So that's if you want to, yeah, that's if you want to, like, get some cool designer pieces or, you know, more of premium pieces. But if you, like, want coat and all of that warm, for Africa. Africa. I'm telling you, I love. Yeah, uh, have you heard of that? Yes. Have you heard of it? Yes, yes I've bought like two or three coats <laughs> from them before. They're great, and the selection <laughs> is yeah. crazy, humongous. So yeah. much. Yeah, I've also just um, 
while we're, I mean, I feel like we're still remotely in the topic of Instagram, but Instagram vintage mm-hmm. stores are becoming a big, mm. big thing. And there's a lot like, yeah, I feel like you've got to almost like search and just like find them haphazardly. But um, yeah, some, mm-hmm. some great ones online. Definitely, yeah. And a, a few of my friends actually have um, formed and opened at um, like their online um, Instagram stores. Um, and yeah, and some of my other friends are like, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you go and uh, hit up that guy? He has clothes. Why, don't, why, why are you only going to Bang Bang Vintage or like those, those people that I go to normally? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm up for any. Honestly, if you have clothing and you want to work with in, like a micro influencer or other influencers, I don't know. I'm, I'm very down. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. But that's definitely picking up the, the, uh, the Instagram vintage stores. Definitely. I mean, mm. who would have thought that? Years from Instagram yeah. starting, you would be able to shop on it. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's really cool mm. though. It's crazy, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure like those um, entrepreneurs, like yeah. two years, three, four years ago, they didn't even know this exists. Like this, this platform didn't even exist. Yeah. So it's like so like a whirlwind. Like yeah, that we live in right now. Yeah. It's awesome. I like it. Uh, me too. I'm I'm a big fan, and I also um, this touches mm-hmm. so nicely on with what we were talking about earlier. It's also just making that ability to um, be very conscious about what you're buying, and um, also support mm-hmm. the sustainability of the clothing industry. Um, yeah, so I think mm-hmm. it's it's just a really yeah, it's really good. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people like they 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 find the you know a sense of yeah, definitely like a, like a sense of because there's so many crazy things happening right now. Like, mm. it, and if you go and, for example, support a local brand, that is like very, you know, you find a lot of south, you know, ac- south, you know, um, actual ac- actualization is the word. Yes. Self fulfillment. There we go. That's yes. the word. So you find a lot of self fulfillment. Yeah, from like supporting local brands and all of that. Because there's so many things that's happening that's out of your control. Yeah. You know, like the virus and all of these things. But if you take active steps, like if you, um shopping like food sustainable like sustainable food and mm-hmm. shopping sustainable clothing like yeah i think that gives you a lot of you know well-being and self-performing yeah, yeah completely and yeah. it also it goes back so nicely yeah. to what we were saying earlier you know support local creatives but at the same time support local entrepreneurs and support local businesses and just make you know Definitely. make this this community a lot bigger and a lot stronger and a lot more supportive Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. And what's amazing about okay, I don't want to sound too like Cape Town, uh, like picking up Cape Town too much. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, I don't up Cape you're Town. in good but company. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Cape Town, like in South Africa in general, it's, mm. it's such a small community. Mm-hmm. So if you ha- if you have a good name, for example, with this brand, this other brand will recognize it. If you um, photographer, for example, we. And then you get featured by, like, on, for example, Cape Town Mag, or I don't know, like, it's so small that you can work with so many people that you have. So, supporting each other yeah. is, is, is honestly such a great idea because the, the community is so small that once you work with this person, you have potentially can work with this other person. And, you know, that's sort of also like a goal that I have, like, to work with photographers and people that I've been wanting to work with. Mm-hmm. But, very reassuring is that such a small space that um, 
not that difficult to yeah. eventually get noticed by those um, by those photographers um, and supporting each other, basically. So I'm all for supporting yeah. Cape Town, anyone based in Cape Town, anyone in South Africa, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We sort of, I mean, we we sort mm. of touched on the the pandemic that we are all suffering through. I mean, worldwide, and then obviously, um, as yeah. South Africans, we've been dealing with a lockdown mm-hmm. and sort of like mm. a restriction of movements and all of the the things that have come with it. And I think we all collectively mm. understand the importance of keeping one another safe and stopping this virus threat spreading, um, quickly, quicker, more rapidly than it than it is already mm-hmm. um and obviously being mm-hmm. being under such pressure and such stress and such uncertain times i think it affects us in so many different ways that we don't really understand um but as a creative individual how do you feel that you that you've been affected by the lockdown has it affected your creative process like how you sort of approach creating work I mean, I can imagine um, specifically for your um, your business with the wedding photography side of things, it must have been quite harshly affected mm. by the restrictions. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? Um, because I like because I was doing um, photography and mm. you know content creating uh, part time last year while I was finishing my degree, mm-hmm. and then this year um, I went into it full time. And then the moment I went into it full time lockdown like the corona thing happened yeah. so it's been kind of like the worst um possible time to do it because i set certain goals um beforehand mm-hmm. that i wanted to achieve that i probably would have achieved if this whole thing wasn't here yeah. but i'm not going to like complain and sit because some other people that perhaps like they lost their job yeah. something like they've gotten like way worse than me um so it has affected me like quite a bit but in terms of like photography I think that there's always going to be, for example, people that's getting married and there's always going to be family shoots and all of that. Yeah. Um, as long as that is like available, um, I'll still try my best to get like as much client work as possible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually affected me quite a bit because actually, and I didn't just go into photo- like photography full time. Yeah. Like, you know, I had a, a, like a side job in conservation Sort of so, to sort of wean me into photography as I get more gigs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that job like it it got made redundant by uh, Corona. Yeah. So it they basically like, threw me to the deep end. So it, I was like, okay, I'm going to start like approaching people. I'm going to make promotions. I'm going to do everything that I can to start yeah. getting a lot of work. Um, and I think it's like it's paying off, and like it's great actually because um. Maybe it's a sort of push that I needed mm. um, to actually hone in and attack the, the game hard. But yeah, it, it definitely affected creativity because mm. actually, like beforehand, I was doing a lot of like, you know, traveling about, mm-hmm. uh, taking pictures at the beach. Like, my feed was very beachy and I was doing a lot of beach stuff. Yeah. Um, and then lockdown came, boom. Then I was like, okay, cool. I have to be involved. So then I had to go indoors and I was feeling a bit uninspired. But, you know, luckily right now, like we're easing up. So hopefully um, I get to shoot a bit more, you know, stuff that I actually want to watch. Yeah, it's affected me. Like in a nutshell, it's affected me, but I won't complain. Um, I don't want to complain too much because there are people that have received it way worse than, than me. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm, I just have to be, yeah, sort of mindful of that. Yeah. Mm. No, I hear you mm. completely. And it is, it's so difficult mm. because I think um, as creative people, we have this tendency to like seek inspiration from outside almost to like nourish and feed mm. the, the sort of mm. fire. I mean, I'm just going to refer to it as a fire. But um, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I think like what you said about being thrown in the deep end, maybe it's also like mm. a, a space for inner growth and inner understanding and turning that that eye inside or in ways, inwards, inwards, That's mm. the word. <laughs> you know, to sort of find the inspiration mm. from within instead of seeking it from without. Yeah. yeah. It's always a challenge. And, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, like perhaps like this lockdown, I was, I was watching a, a video um, and doing some research, actually, and they're saying, like, how the toughest times made the strongest people. I know mm-hmm. that the, the strong, the toughest times gave rise to the a lot of innovations, you know, and a lot of brilliant, you know, you know, like apartheid, and then mm-hmm. like Mandela came, and he was, like, sort of, you know, molded from that. And, you know, a lot of, you know, the Great Depression of Adela, like, a lot of businesses started during the Great Depression. Yeah. So, like when I watched it, I was like, "Okay, that's so cool." Because I don't have to think of this slump that I am in. Like we are in right now, I think of it as the end of the world. Just rather think of it as some adversity to overcome. And I think if you think about it in that way, yeah, like it's it's that's a good mindset to have. It's yeah. to power you through this the, the slump that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grab the challenge and go with the added yeah. full force. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think we're Definitely, also yeah. we're very resilient. Yeah, mm. she cut us off some stuff. We're actually, more resilient than they are than we, than we yeah. make it out to be sometimes. Yeah. Fabrice, thank you so much for joining us on Orms Air. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here, um, and thank, thank you so you. much for all of the the sneaky um, tidbits on where to find the best vintage clothing in Cape Town. So, um, to all of our <laughs> listeners who aren't in Cape Town, you guys are gonna have to come down here and shop up a storm but thank you so much for Breeze it was wonderful to have you on Orms Air pleasure yeah thanks so much I actually really enjoyed the, the podcast it was awesome um, yeah. yeah thanks thanks again for having me thank you